Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pesanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve into our, our series, The Hills Have Size. Um, today we're going to be discussing Season 3, Episode 16, A Night at the Opera. But before we delve in, uh, we have a little bit of stuff to discuss with you guys. Uh, we've been on a bit of a hiatus for the last six weeks. Not intentional. Through no faults of our own. <laughs> um, why don't you go ahead and explain what happened there? So my laptop and our recording device and my old loyal friend was stolen. Um, and, you know, being a grown-up is hard, and there was a lot of cleanup in the aftermath of the burglary of my home. And the podcast was one of the things that got moved to the back burner, which is a tragedy, but now we're back with a vengeance. We are back. I still don't fully believe that Spencer didn't have something to do with it. Yeah. I think that he may be threatened. By <laughs> my friend success. told me it was the Other Hills podcast. Oh, it could have been. It could yeah. have been the Other Hills podcast, it may which have I still been. haven't listened to, so. I haven't either. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm all set on the hills. Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> um, but yes, it was definitely some kind of nefarious person trying to thwart our progress. Of course. Because, you guys, the only thing stolen was her computer. Yeah, nothing else. Um, but we, you can't keep a good podcast down. Uh, Mayor yeah. has a new computer, and we are back with a vengeance. Yep. Do we have any house cleaning since we haven't recorded in six long weeks? Uh, well, we do have the fun news that on the day of the election, I yes. tweeted out a little picture with me and my um, Make Spidey Famous Again hat saying that that's what I really cared about this year. Let's talk about important things. And not only did Heidi and Spencer both retweet it, but we got a lot of action. We so, did. Um, if any of you are now listening as a result of that, Thank welcome you. to the podcast. Yeah, welcome. And Audrina has gotten married since we last recorded. Oh, so yeah. So we wanted to say a special thank you to to Audrina and Corey. Corey. Yeah, congratulations, Audrina <laughs> and Corey, on your wedding. <laughs> I was about to say Brody, but that's because his last name is Bohan. Yeah. My nope, bad. Nope, Corey and Audrina. Yep, and it was a quite interesting styling. It was the wedding. beach, right? Hawaii, I think. Yeah. Not beach, but like hillside. Oh, maybe they took pictures on the beach after, because the pictures I saw, they were like yeah. on the sand. Yeah. Well, and Audrina, of course, was very kind of fancy, like sparkly and lacy, and Corey was wearing kind of rolled up khakis with suspenders and brightly colored socks. It's very Justin Bobby of him. And a man bun. Very Justin Bobby yes. of him. Yes. So if you all haven't seen that, go look. You're in for Cory Booker. That's his name, right? Bohan. Bohan. Okay. Yeah. Kira Max Bohan is their daughter. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So are you ready to dive I'm in? I'm ready to delve in. Yeah. And did we say that it's called Night at the Opera? I sure did. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have a little, a little mini preview thing, the beginning segment. There's a little bit of Spidey action. Yep. Um, they have same old stuff. And then we have some flashbacky Justin, Bobby and Audrina when they're at the bar and he's burping in her face and it's just like foreshadowing, shadowing of what's to come in the episode. And he's really amused by himself as usual. Yeah. And then, um, Lauren, there's a flashback to Lauren and Heidi with their, I want to forgive you and I want to forget you moment. Mm -hmm. And Lauren said, sometimes you can't avoid a fight. The fight comes to, to you. you. Okay, whatevs. So, uh, oh yeah, we open at the villas. My bad. Audrina and Lauren are... They're in the kitchen. They're yeah, kind of like... They're sharing what looks like a candy bar, but that cannot be true. It's probably like a power bar or something. Yeah. Um, and Audrina says, I have something to tell you. I was at Green Door last night with my friends, and all of a sudden this girl comes up to me and says, you and Lauren are done. And it was Stephanie Pratt. Um, actually, what she said was, you're a bitch. Oh, yes. And you and Lauren are done. <laughs> oh, actually, it was fucking bitch because they bleeped it out. Yeah, they bleeped it out. You're yeah, a fucking you're, bitch and you, you are and Lauren correct. are done. And Lauren just kind of nods silently while chewing food and says, 
I've met that girl. She's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> she said the only thing worse than Spencer is a girl version of Spencer, and they call her Sheepratt. That's where Sheepratt is coined, and it's used many times throughout the rest of the series, I believe. It's good. It's I like very it. good. What I thought was interesting <laughs> about this um, exchange, though, was that Lauren was saying the reason that Stephanie was so much scarier than Spencer was that a guy can't hit a girl. But a girl can hit a girl. And I thought I think that it's was odd interesting too. That she thinks she's not going to get punched in the face. Well, and how many actual face-to-face interactions did she and Spencer ever have that were awkward? I mean, that we saw two, I think. Oh, she and Spencer. Yeah, I'm sure there were some we didn't see, but I feel like there was a lot of times where he was just like growling in the background or just like giving right. her a side eye. But... Right. He never came close to touching her. No, I, but I do think it's interesting that she thinks Stephanie is so unhinged that she's just going to come up out of nowhere and, like, cold cock her. Yeah, I know. Which I would love to see. I know, I know. <laughs> I thought that was odd, too. But, I mean, she's she's not wrong, I guess. No, girl, yeah. I mean, whatever. Every, anybody can hit anybody, technically speaking. Totally. So. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, Spencer is unhinged enough, at least on the show, that I wouldn't put it past. I mean, there are definitely times in later seasons where I thought for sure he was going to smack a bitch. Like, well, and I think we've discussed that, too, with Heidi and Spencer now. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So then we move on, and we are at Chez Ambiance. Mm-hmm. Also known as <laughs> Heidi and Spencer's apartment, if there are any of you new listeners yes. out there. And Stephanie comes through the door, and her first comment is about how nice the apartment is. Almost like she hasn't been there in a very long time, or if ever. ever. Mm-hmm. And her first question is, where are the jellyfish? Do you, do you want to explain the jellyfish? Sure. Um, I think they're dead. Um, the <laughs> answer is that they were, but we were given that the, Heidi didn't pay the electric bill. Actually, there's a fight as to who did not pay the electric bill, but it seems like it was Heidi. And a little sidebar to this, we actually, in in, in interest of full disclosure, Mare and I are re-recording, like, we're watching this for the second time. We we watched this and and recorded something six weeks ago, and then because of the stolen computer, so I had my previous notes and then I was adding to them. And what I missed the first time was that he says she didn't pay the electric bill for six months, which means they moved in and never paid the electric bill, (laughs) like, ever. Wow. So, I mean, I don't know if it's just that she's a dum-dum and, like, MTV was paying all their bills at the old apartment and she didn't realize that electric was separate. I don't know, but I thought six months... I mean, I'm surprised it didn't get turned off earlier. Right. Six months is a long time to not well, pay your electric bill. So, the other thing that I wondered, too, is sometimes with a lot of apartments, utilities are included. Yes. And so, she just moved in and, like, assumed she didn't have to do anything, maybe. Well, no, that can't be true because you have to have the electricity turned on in your name. I I know, but I was just trying to think like a 21-year-old. Yeah, I think she's a dum-dum. Yeah, well. Um, well, (laughs) So because of the lack of electricity, I'm assuming that the jellyfish tank is probably a very intricate thing and the pumps and whatever, and they claim the jellyfish had to go... Because they would or they were gonna die, and I'm like, so what? They, they threw them flushed. in a bucket? Like, no, they're dead. They got they're flushed. Dead. Yeah, they well, were in a a heated tank. I'm assuming that's what the electricity was for, was to keep it temperature controlled and a filter too. Yeah, I'm sure for the water. But like, where would you take your emergency electricity free jellyfish? <laughs> like, where would you like just throw them in a bucket and run screaming to the nearest Japanese restaurant? Like, what would you do with them? I don't know. I call bullshit. Yeah, no, they died. I may have to tweet Spencer and be like, what's the real deal with those jellyfish? They got home one day and they were floating at the surface. Yeah. Yeah. Just more. <laughs> 100%, 100%. So then they get into a conversation with Stephanie after the discussion of the electric bill and the jellyfish about their wedding. 
and Heidi asks if Stephanie even knows about the wedding, if their parents know about the wedding, which I'm guessing was another jab at Spencer about the fact that he hasn't told his parents about the wedding. Of course. Yeah. Um, And then there's just this bizarre exchange about how the Pratts think that every wedding should be a destination wedding. Spencer wants to go to Tibet. All of a sudden, Stephanie says she wants to get married in Croatia. Mm -hmm. Spencer says the Pratt family knows what's up. And Stephanie adds that she and her friend Roxy got certified on the internet and she wants to marry them, meaning... Which she did not explain. She's, like, remembered. She's like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Roxy and I went online and we got certified. Why would you do that? Yeah. Like, it had to be for a purpose. People don't just, like, out of the blue be like, I'm going to become an internet minister today. I don't know. She's also... She is kind of a weirdo. I don't know. Yeah. So then... Now, quick (laughs) other sidebar. Have you watched any of her British show? So for those of you who don't know, Stephanie Pratt is yeah. on a reality show in England. Called Made in Chelsea. Um, I've never watched it. Which people call the British Hills. Um, I have seen a little bit of season one, but it's very... I forget what season they're in now, but there have been many. It's been on for a long time. Yeah, and I think Stephanie has probably been on it for five or six years, if not a little longer. She's been in the UK a long time now. Yeah. Since the Hills ended, anyway. Um, so... I think I watched part of season one. And it's worth watching or no? Worth watching. Yeah. It is a lot like the Hills though. The conversations are the same. The cuts are the same. They're just British and they're probably wealthier. Maybe something to think about for series two of the podcast. We'd be having a lot of the same conversations. Oh, we would. I think so. (laughs) Um, But the best part for me of this wedding conversation with the three of them is that Heidi just looks at Stephanie (laughs) dead in the eyes and says, yeah, I don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe actually the Montags know what's up. Uh, Yeah. How about that? So then we are at the villas. Lauren and Audrina are deciding where to go out. And it's this delightfully smug moment where they, they're basically talking about how they have so many options. So many options. (laughs) And they're trying to figure out who is going where. And I guess we'll just go to opera. I guess we'll just settle for LA's brand new. Well, because Cordy and Frankie are going to opera. Of course. Yeah. But, and I'm assuming that was also the shooting schedule. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what their call sheet said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Audrina dives in and talks about Justin Bobby and how he looks at other girls and isn't great about calling her regularly. And Lauren says, you have to have a relationship that works in public too. And then makes a joke that if they were hermits, they would have the perfect relationship. Yeah. Which is true of pretty much, much everyone. everyone, unless you're dating someone that you hate. Right. Like that's the only place that doesn't work. Who wouldn't want to disappear with their significant other forever? Yeah. I would. That's like saying you only, you know, you have a better time with your spouse on vacation. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you do. Totally. Yeah. So that, that sums that up. So then we are at opera. We are. And so Frank laughed a little bit when I said it because we all know that clubs aren't really my thing. I like the look of opera, you guys. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> I, cool. I like, club. I like the look of Ledoux too. But opera, it looks pretty cool. The entryway has this kind of light show happening in the front door and well it's one of those light shows that looks like it's superimposed on a waterfall yeah which i think is actually what was going on yeah there was a waterfall in front of it but the entire facade is just this like dark gray concrete then there's this really fluorescent light show in the middle and i was kind of yeah it's very vegas yeah 
And Brody's there, and I feel like we haven't seen Brody in a little bit. No, it's nice to have Brody back, yep. but you're missing the <clears throat> major person who's there, which is Justin, Bedouin, that was, Bobby. That was my next note. Oh, okay. I said Justin, a.k.a. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, he looks like a Bedouin. <laughs> like, it's insane. He looks ridiculous. He's wearing a... What would you even... It's not a head wrap. It's a, like a... a I, what is it? <laughs> like a... Uh, what do you call that stupid fabric? I don't know. Burlap. It looks like a burlap shawl. Like yeah. Like a brown burlap shawl that he's wrapped around his head. I almost wondered if it was his hooded sweatshirt that instead of tying it around his waist, he kind of wrapped it around his head? I don't even know. It's really, really confusing. I don't get it. So then they're all sitting at their VIP table with their bottle service and Brody spots Sheeprat out in the crowd and looks nervous and says, oh, oh shit, that's Spencer's sister. <laughs> so she immediately charges over to the table and good on her. I mean, she and Roxy, both she of them. and Guns her friend Roxy. Blazing. And they start yelling at Brody and they say, what are you doing? You're on the evil side. Come home with us. Odd way of saying that. And they say, stop messing with Heidi. When you hate Spencer, it makes me hate you. And Lauren says, what have I done to Heidi? I used to love Heidi too. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I didn't do anything. You don't know me. And so then Brody chimes in and tries to smooth things over. Brody is always Switzerland and says, look, your brother fucked up and you need to stop getting involved. That's her and Heidi's business. You need to stop getting involved. And Lauren just says, please don't fight other people's battles. Well, no, what I thought was interesting and the way they edited it, I don't know if this is the way it went down, Mm. but they have the whole little exchange and then Stephanie and Roxy walk away. And Lauren yells after them, just please don't fight anyone else's battles. Oh. And like, I'm like, Lauren, you're a dummy. Like, cause if I was Stephanie and Roxy, I would have turned right back around and been like, fuck you. Like it would have been right back on. I'm like, if someone's walking away and you've deescalated the fight, you don't yell something like that back at, after them. I know. So I'm, I'm assuming that it was edited to look like that. And she actually said it before they walked away, but I thought the editing was pretty funny. Right. So then after they walk away, Audrina leans over to Lauren and says, which I don't think I caught the first time we watched this episode, it's like Cinderella and the ugly stepsisters. Which makes no sense. Who's Cinderella? Heidi? And then Roxy and Audrina are... are The ugly stepsister? But like, the ugly stepsisters hate Cinderella. Maybe Lauren's Cinderella, I guess, then. Maybe? It really wasn't a very good metaphor. (laughs) No, and if she had just said they're like the ugly stepsisters... It would have been better. Yeah. Leave Cinderella out of it. So then Brody <laughs> does this funny, like, shaking his head thing and laughing and being like, ugh, come home with me. Where did that come from? <laughs> Fair enough. So then our friend JB, the uh, headscarf extraordinaire, apparently kisses another girl and Audrina sees it. Well, this is really weird, too, because he gets up from the table. He, like, waves at this redheaded girl then they go get into their own table and they're just talking and there actually is quite a bit of space between them. I would say a good foot or two. And then she leans in, leans over to him and someone walks in front of the camera line and we don't get to see what happens. Right. And then all of a sudden Audrina's like, did you see that? They kissed. He kissed her. He And everyone's like, oh my God, he kissed her. He kissed her. He kissed her. We will never know what really went happened because someone walked in front of the camera. Yep. I, judging by everybody else's reaction, it looks like he did. Oh, I think so too. And because later on... 
it wasn't just Audrina. Lauren and Brody both made a shocked face. They did, for sure. And Justin Bobby is shithoused. Like, he's completely <laughs> shithoused. My note later says, is Justin Bobby on bath salts? Yeah, he's so fucked up. And yeah. later on, he does grab her boob. The red-headed girl's boob. So I don't think it's, like, completely... No. Out of the question that he kissed her. No. So then there's actually no cut in between scenes and we're just waiting for Justin Bobby outside of opera. Well, but I think there was kind of a cut because they were all sitting at the table and then all of a sudden they're well, all Well, there's outside. a commercial break, but I mean, we don't go, like, we're not checking in on Heidi and Spencer. Oh, yeah, we're still dinner. at opera, but yes. there's definitely a time jump because yes. all of a sudden then yes. they're outside. Yes. Well, he went outside to smoke and I think they followed him. But they were outside first. We don't really know that. We do because we see him walking out behind the redhead girl. That's when he oh, grabs maybe. her boob. Okay. They were already outside. Mm, okay, never mind. Anyway, we're still at opera <laughs> after the break. And Audrina keeps saying she's dead serious. She's dead serious. Dead serious. And sh- this is where I noticed what Audrina's wearing and I had a hard time. She's wearing a tight white tank top, which always looks good on her. Obviously, big boobs, skinny arms. You know, she looks great. But then she's wearing this long midi length black full skirt with a really big belt with a really big buckle. And then later when she goes out to the parking lot, you see she's wearing bright metallic silver shoes. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't, a bit speaking much. of ugly stepsisters, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So, and then the redhead, when Audrina goes over to her and starts asking what happened, this is where the redhead kicks off all the crimes against the English language that happened in this episode. And she says, I did not kiss him. I did not nothing him. Okay. (laughs) I'm kind of on board with that. I did not nothing him. Yeah. I mean, I know it's an egregious assault to the English language, but I like in the moment she's like, I I didn't kiss him. I did nothing him like nothing. I did nothing. I found it. I'm on board with that. I found it amusing, but it reminded me of an episode of teen mom. Let's just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) So this is where Justin looks like he's on bath salts, by the way, he's doing that weird thing. Like where he puts like finger guns in the air, like as he's smoking. And I have no idea who he was doing that to. It was just like an amazing shot that the editors put in there. I think that he was basically, was just one of his boys mocking Audrina and her whole little fit. Yeah. So then they go out to the parking lot because Lauren is actually being a good friend and is trying to get Audrina just to go and says, you know, you can deal with it later. Don't stick around for a guy that makes you feel like this, basically. And I don't even know how to describe what happens between Audrina and Justin in the parking lot. Well, first of all, it happens behind a dumpster. Yes. They go behind a dumpster. He's a complete weasel, as always, but worse. And he sort of makes her reaction her fault. Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah, completely. He just says, you know, we need to bail and move on from this. You know, it, it's just nonsense. I can't, I, I can't even describe it. Well, the it. one thing I am on his side about is that she's like, I'm done. I'm done. And he's like, whatever. You've literally said this to me 50 million <laughs> times. You've told me 50 million times you're done. And it's true. Actually, like, according to tradition, we should take a shot right now, but I'm not doing that today. Yeah, I'm with you, Justin Bobby. <laughs> like, she has said it 50 million times, and why should it have any weight or bearing whatsoever? Because your words mean nothing. Yeah. I don't know. So then they end up getting in the same car, even though Lauren, Brody, and Well, Frankie... that was his big, like, line in the sand. Like, are you going to get in the car with me? If you don't come with me, like, I, you know, that's it. Yeah. And for whatever dumb reason, despite the fact that the whole fight, she's been the one saying, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. He then says, if you get in the car with me, if you don't get in the car, we're done. And then she gets in the car with him. Right. 
And in a perfect music moment. Yes, I have this too. Oh, uh, they play the song Goodbye My Almost Lover, which is a really good song. It is, but I almost wonder if that was also a little snicker on the part of the oh, people. 100 being like, because you were never together. They are almost lovers. Yeah. They're not real. Not real. Yep. I agree. So then we're back at Ambient, and Stephanie shows up again. I, <laughs> I feel like this is what we're going to see from now on, is Stephanie breezing through like it's an episode of Friends. Yeah. You know, she's just going to walk through the front door. Um, and she tells, it's just a big recap of what happened at Opera, and she tells Heidi and Spencer she saw Brody hanging with the enemy with Lauren Audrina, <laughs> and who's that guy who's a wannabe Wilmer Valderrama? <laughs> Frankie. That would be Frankie Delgado. So good. And and true. And true, yeah. yeah. Um, so then she tells them and gets a few things false or we didn't see them. She says that, according to Stephanie, she said, Heidi's my best friend. And Brody said, oh, please. And Heidi, whether it was editing or not, looked physically uncomfortable yeah. when she said that. Like, Whereas what? Spencer said he did not say, oh, please, all angry. And according to Stephanie, Lauren said, Heidi hurt me. I didn't hear that either. No. I didn't hear that either. No. I also would love to know, because she recaps the, the Audrey and Justin Bobby thing, where? How did she, how was she privy to any of that? I don't know. Well, and Heidi's reaction to that news is completely fake. She says, oh no, what did Audrina do? Like yeah. someone was holding it up on a cue card behind the cameraman. It's very odd. Um... So then Spencer is proud of Stephanie for kind of starting this fight and standing up for him and Heidi. And she says, you'd do it for me. Nope. Write that one down, guys. Becomes very important (laughs) later. Yes, it does. (sighs) So then we have another recap at Epic Records of the night at Opera. The thing that's different about this one is that we at least hear about the car ride and what happened between Audrina and Justin. He actually tried to get Audrina to come home with him. And she said no and said, you know, you're not taking me seriously. I'm done this time, you know. And then (laughs) Kiara, her friend, sort of agrees with her and says, like, no, I mean, you seem done this time. And Audrina, for some reason, I almost wet myself when she said this. And it's because Audrina's eyes never look like they're focusing on anything. And she looked Kiara dead in the eyes and she goes, look at me. I'm dead serious. Well, yes, because <laughs> I have the same note. And uh, you you're, you have dead eyes. Audrina. Yeah. Like you are dead inside. Like yeah. we could look at you. You could be mad, sad, happy. Yeah. No, no difference. <laughs> you're, you're right. You look no very, clue. very serious. No so final scene. Uh, yeah. Bobby... Uh, Justin Bobby pulls up to the villas. In his crook. In his El Camino, which, of course, he has an El Camino because he's the original hipster. Like, how could he not? Yeah. Um, and then he does one of the rapiest things I've ever seen. Yep. Which is he covers up the people with his finger when he rings the doorbell so Audrina can't see who it is. So that is one of those... I don't even want to call it a joke, but I, I don't know what else to call it. They're just never funny. It's like when someone blows the paper off a straw in your face when you sit down at a bar. That's never funny. See, that It's like least... the Kelly Dodd finger on the nose thing. <laughs> well, see, a little bit. There's, there's at least a straw paper thing, like, I could kind of think is endearing in a way. Covering up a peephole... Is creepy. Is creepy. I know. Like, the straw thing's not creepy. That's just creepy. Well, she also clearly had to buzz him in. Yeah, of course. I. It's just... It's so Justin. It says well, she also so has many... a camera... 
crew in our apartment. So. Yeah, and there's probably another cameraman outside filming him knocking to see if they're going to use it in footage later. Of course. I know. It's just dumb. Um, Audrina is wearing proper lounge attire. Mm -hmm. She's not overly dressed for this emotional conversation with Justin Bobby. She's wearing a kind of loungy, kind of swing tank top and knee-length leggings. And Justin Bobby looks amazing. He does like, look He handsome. looks absolutely amazing. He's got his hair pulled back. He yeah. looks very clean yet scruffy. Like his outfit is great. He is on point. I almost wonder, well, I mean, it's so dumb because this isn't a real breakup, but you know, you want to look really good when you're trying to like go. Right. And Audrina says that she needs to move on and Justin just hits her with the same bullshit that he always does. I can't listen to him talk. I really, really struggle. He says, if that's what you need to do, it, you know, and he... He just ducks the kiss completely, and she says, I saw it, other people saw it, and he says, I think you're on hallucinogenics. Yep. <laughs> and she says, no, people saw it, and he said, whatever, your friends don't fathom me whatsoever. I don't know what that means. And Audrina at least sticks to her guns this time and says, you know, we're, we're done, it, it just needs to, it needs to end, it needs to stop. And they say goodbye, and he leaves. Um, and as I like to say about that couch, I'm now dubbing it the couch of a thousand breakups because yeah. a lot of relationships have, um, ended on that couch. I love your things of a thousand things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the end of the episode. He drives away in his El Camino. Well, I have, a, I have another little note that I noticed last time as well too, that on, I think it was his right hand. Um, the pinky and yes. ring finger of his hand are taped together. I noticed that too with red tape. Yes. Yeah, so was there a fight? Did he get in a fight? Did he punch someone? Like that? That's I not. Mean, that's not medical tape, though. Oh, but he's Justin Bobby, so he's a big dumb meathead. And I mean, even though he looks all like Bedouin and whatever, punched a wall. I'm sure. And just like fuck it, I'll just tape them together. Like there's Probably. no reason why you would have your fingers taped together unless you injured them somehow. So there was no bruising, no swelling, and no cuts that we could see. No. Right. Yeah. But if you, I mean, we only really saw them from the palm side. That's when I noticed it. So I don't I saw think it when he stood up out like that. He did? Yeah, the outside. Because it's possible that he could have jammed them or something and uh -huh. not be, and two, I think the bruising usually happens later. Maybe. But I thought that was interesting that it wasn't I know, up. I know. I, I'm glad you raised that. I saw it too. Um, then we have, we do have a few scenes from the next. Yeah, we've just got some more Heidi and Spencer brouhaha. Wedding. And then we get introduced to Audrina's now husband, Corey. Who is adorbs. Yeah. So I really, really this like is, him. This is our introduction Especially to compared to Justin Bobby. He can actually speak full sentences. Well, and they're actually dating. Yeah. And it, now married. Yeah, so. it's real. Yeah, it's real. Wonderful. Well, I think that's it. That's it. We're so glad to be back, you guys. And we hope that you're glad we're back. And we'll see you next week. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymarebe at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mare B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. 